It's self show. Play Say with it. No. Mo. Yeah. Uh huh. And another one. She rockin', she rockin', she rockin' alone, and she poppin', she poppin', she poppin' the songs, and she makin', she makin', she makin' her own, cause black girls rock, black girls rock, yeah. She rockin', she rockin', she rockin' alone, and she poppin', she poppin', she poppin' the songs, and she makin', she makin', she makin' her own, cause black girls rock, black girls rock. Hey guys, it's your girl Renee here with another episode of Her Talks. Uh, I wanted to plug myself a little bit. I don't think I do it enough, but I also have a webpage called herbyrenee.com and Renee is spelled R-E-N-E-E. And I have a Facebook page and all of that stuff. So um, on the on the blog, I do interviews with uh, small business owners, um, particularly black women, and I highlight what they're doing. I highlight my boys with the Black Boy Joy um, blogs, which I have not done in a while. But um, it's a little bit more intimate that I can get into sometimes in this 15 minute of getting your life together. So check it out, y'all. Uh, if you did not listen to the last podcast on meditation to wholeness, I am going to highly, highly encourage that you do. Um, in this time of just unprecedented stress uh the election is coming up as i am recording this podcast uh there's just a lot that's at stake there's a lot going on and you know we are just bombarded with news about deaths about covid about um attacks about riots all kind of stuff and so if you're like me and you're just fatigued, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, it's like one more thing. I think the meditation of wholeness will help you and kind of get you together. Okay, so today I want to talk about a very important subject in my life, which is stress. <laughs> you're like, how the heck do you go from meditation to talking about stress? Just follow me. I promise you it'll make sense. So since I've been a, a child, right, I have always wanted things to be done a certain way. I wanted to make a certain grade. I wanted to um, have things just go a certain way. I wanted to have a certain husband. I wanted to have certain children. I wanted uh, a certain job. I wanted people to behave a certain way on that job. Um, I mean, I just really had high expectations for myself and other people right? So my expectation is if I do what I do, then you do what you do, then it's all good, right? But we all know that there are people who have various levels of understanding, various levels of just just how they live their life. Everybody has a different code. And so sometimes that code can really impede on your life. I have literally over the last 32 days <laughs> had some very incompetent people that I have had to work around, not with, work around. And it has caused me a lot of stress. And it's caused me a lot of anger because I, as a person, am always focused in on keeping my word. I work very diligently to make sure that I say what I do and I do what I say. And so when other people do not live by that code, it really rubs me the wrong way. Because I know how hard it is to live by that code. And I'm not saying that I'm absolutely perfect, but I'm also a person that tends to um, have a lot of accountability, right? So 
if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, then I do tend to like, oh, my bad. Like I try to, you know, overcome that, that hiccup, that, you know, that issue. And so I really wanted to talk a little bit about what does that look like for you when things don't quite go the way that you had anticipated for them to go? And what do you do in the face of adversity? Because really, that's what stress really is. Stress is an adverse reaction to things that are going on around you that causes you to be in a height in a heightened sense of, you know, state of emergency. Like, oh, I got to do this. This has got to be done. Da, 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 da. So what does that look like for you? What does stress manifest itself like for you? Is it overthinking? Is it overanalyzing? Is it over organizing? Like, even though everything is already done and in place, are you still like, oh, let me go over this one more time. Let me run through this one more time. Let me look at it one more time. Is that something that you do? Um, Because I do think that stress in and of itself can be beneficial. Stress can, you know, make you more diligent in how you, you know, show up, right? I want to do a good job but it becomes detrimental when it overtakes every aspect of what you're doing, right? When all you can do is stress. After you've done all that you can do, are you still holding on to what you've already done? Is it a presentation? Is it a job interview? Um, You know, what have you, like, what are you holding on to today? What does that look like for you today? I want you to really focus in and hone in on your stressors because they look different for everybody. I was talking to my girls. We are high achievers. We are type A personality types, right? So, you know, we want things done. We want things done now. We want things done a certain way. This is the right way, right? (laughs) And so we were really talking about some of the incidences that we have seen with other coworkers where, again, their code of ethics is slightly different than ours. And they are out here, you know, going on vacations when stuff is due. Uh, They are coming into late work, going into work late. They are not going to work. They are not showing up even when important things are due or something is coming up or something major, you know, where we have sacrificed time, energy and everything else to make sure things are in place. And these people just out here living their best lives. And I'm like, how? How do you do that knowing that there are other people you know, really that depend on what you're doing. Because when you're in a team, they depend on you. I'm in a bunch of group assignments. Let me just say this. I know every professor is always like group assignments because when you get into the world, you're going to be in groups. Uh, Yeah, true. I mean, I've worked on an integrated team before, all of the above. But, (laughs) but sometimes you know, when it comes to some of these projects, it's just not realistic because at the end of the day, there's always going to be a person that's doing more work. And that's just, that's the truth on a, on a team too. Like we all know people who don't pull their weight on a, on a team and a job either, but I'm just saying like, I don't necessarily think that it's necessary to have a group assignment every semester. Just FYI, that causes me stress, but that's a whole other topic for another day. So I'm asking you to identify your stressors. So let's take a look at it. Again, like I said, is it internal stressors? Is it something that you are putting on yourself or is it external stressors? So how are you feeling in this moment? When I said internal versus external stressors, what popped into your mind, right? Is it something that you have control over? Some stuff we just don't have control over. 
I don't have control over if I get in my car and there is an accident on the freeway and it takes me an extra two and a half hours to get to work. I have no control over that. Now, if I stay up late watching Netflix and I don't set my alarm and I go into work two and a half hours late because of that, well, I had control over that stressor, right? Um, why it's important to identify the stressor is just to kind of know where you are. And again, I like to remind people to be very present, like in the here and now, like not focusing in. Because I know for me as a person who battles depression and anxiety, I am constantly looking um, for ways to stay focused on what is happening right now because I can't change my past and there's not much I can do about my future. What I do today will definitely impact my future, but I cannot worry about the outcome. I can only do what I can do. And that's what I can, that's been my mantra for a while. And so I've been talking for eight minutes and you're like, okay, Renee, let's, let's get to the stress. I'm going to say it, it's going to be somewhat controversial, but I think, well, I don't know if it's controversial or not, y'all, but I think stress is a choice. You know, my entire existence this year has been very, very stressful. I have stressed over grades. I have stressed over bills. I have stressed over the pandemic. You know, I actually contracted COVID back over the summer, like right before I had midterms. Like it was insane. Um, And it was a blessing for me that my symptoms were not terrible I mean they were not something that I would want anybody to experience but I did not have to be hospitalized um it resolved itself in a little bit less than a week and I know for most people that's not that has not been their story in their case so in that sense I know that I am very very blessed and I am grateful for it my main thing was I feel horrible during the time when I need to be the most focused, which is midterms. And I could have, you know, told my professors like, oh, y'all, I got COVID, can't take my test. (laughs) And I'm sure they would have been very understanding. But for some reason, I just did not, y'all. Why? I don't know. I also had a major paper due, like a week or so after that. And I, you know, I was able to meet that deadline. But I think for me personally, I put a lot of pressure on myself that other people don't do. And my mom would attest to that. She'll tell you a story when I was a child. And I may have shared this before, but it may be new to somebody else. I'm going to share it anyway. When I was a child, I came in, I think I was like in kindergarten or first grade. And I was in tears, y'all, like boohoo crying. And my mom was like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? And I I was just, a bee. So my mom thought I had got stung. And so she's like, she's looking all around, she's looking, and I just show her the paper. And I'm like, I made a B, but I knew the answer, but I didn't, ch- I changed the answer, and then I got a B. It was my first B, y'all, devastated. I don't know how many kids get devastated over B, but I was devastated. Do you hear me? My mom just looked at me like, it's okay, like, you know, but I was devastated. And I don't know where that sense of just, I don't want to say inadequacy. I don't know where that sense came from, that sense that I need to be better. This has to be better and not just accepting of I did my best. I think my main issue is always when I second guess myself, I'm like, dang it, you knew it was right. There's so many I can point to in my life. People I've dated, (laughs) 
uh, decisions that I've made that I was like, nah, I don't think that's the right thing to do. And somehow I talk myself into it or I allow myself to be talked into something. And then I go back and I'm like, Renee, you knew, child. You knew. You knew. So <clears throat> I say all this to say, what are you allowing to stress you out? And I know it's not that simple. You could say, Renee, I just got an eviction notice. Renee, they just told me they're coming to repossess my car and I don't have another car. That is very real stress, y'all. You could say one of my family members was just diagnosed with COVID and is in the hospital and we can't even see them. That's very real stress. I don't negate that. So not saying that some things that are out of our control are okay or that it doesn't it's not meaningful to us it's not a meaningful experience but what I will say is I think some of the everyday stressors that we experience that we allow to take us off course that we allow to cloud our day cloud our judgment is a choice I can choose whether or not I'm going to allow the fact that my team member took a vacation right before Jayco comes into Jayco is the governing body that looks into hospital records and for things like that. Um, that they're coming in. Like I could let that stress me, or I could just be like, I'm just gonna do my part. All I can do is my part. So many times I feel like I have to do my part and somebody else's part. Like if they're not doing their part, I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and step in there. You know, when I was little, um, I won't say too little. I think I was like in uh, middle school, maybe middle school, high school. And they would always have this thing called Captain Save-A-Ho, right? Like, that was the thing. Oh, don't be Captain Save-A-Ho. Now, that had a negative connotation because it was, like, a guy, supposedly a good guy, dating a girl who was promiscuous. That's a whole other thing. But I'm just saying this. Like, I'm not going to be Captain Save-Anybody at this point anymore. Like, unless it's, like, a genuine attempt on somebody else that wants to assist and work with and help and all that stuff. I'm not trying to save anybody. I think even in my profession, right, like I want to do therapy, I, you know, I've already been in social service. We can't save anybody. We can partner with people. We can collaborate with people. We can give them resources, but they ultimately have to save themselves. And I think that's the biggest issue in the helping profession is that we think if somebody doesn't do what we want, if somebody, you know, even complete suicide, like we have done our part. If you have done your part now, now, now if you haven't done your part, then that's a whole other story. But if you have done everything that you can to support somebody, give them the resources, do your part, the outcome is not up to you. And while some of the choices that people make are absolutely devastating and sad, we cannot own that. We cannot own that and we cannot carry that. And that has been my issue this entire time. I have cases that I care with me, even though I know I went above and beyond. Um, they made choices and I can't negate their choices. They have self-determination. You know, one of the things that God gave us is free will. And I'm sure God in heaven is sometimes, even with me, he's probably like, girl, <laughs> now, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. And I'll be like, God, like after it's all done, like God, now I knew, <laughs> And that's where grace steps in. And that's not to say that you can't help somebody who's made a poor choice or who has made a choice that you totally disagreed with, you know, especially when it, it pertains to their life. But at the end of the day, we cannot own anybody else's choices but our own. All you have is what you've actually done for that person. 
Have you done your best? Have you done your best at your job? Have you done your best in your marriage? Have you done your best with your children? I cannot own the outcome. I can't tell you how many times I can go over multiplication tables with my child. If my child does not sit there and do some work on his own, I can't pour the multiplication tables into his head, right? I can't make my child make good choices when they're out with their friends. I can just do my very best to impart wisdom and knowledge and pray over my babies as they go out into this world and make it their own. That's all I can do. And if I spend my time worrying about, oh, did they do that? Did that? Did I do that? Did I do this? Knowing at the heart of everything that I do the absolute best that I can, I take away from my experience, right? So I don't want you to negate your experience. Stress overall, I think, is a choice. And the things that we worry about are sometimes things that we should not be concerned about. So I went over my 15 minutes. I apologize. But what do you think? Is stress a choice? And if so, how can we choose not to be stressed? And if you think stress is not a choice, okay, great. So what does that mean? What does that look like to live with stress? All right, guys. Talk to y'all next time.